0: And welcome to the Fat Boys in the Indian podcast, brought to you by Blake Haynes, Derek Imberton,
1: Ryan Barker, and Tanner Crawford. We bring you somewhat factual, observational, and very delusional sports and world takes. We hope you enjoy the journey. Thank you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new edition of the Fat Boys and in the Indian podcast, where it'll only be about KU football. Da-da-da-da-da. Derek, how's it going?
0: Man, I can't even begin to explain how excited I am to talk about KU football at least once a week for a, a decent period of time, because we've been talking about this. Uh, we've put together some ideas, and now it's starting to take off, man. I'm, I'm very excited.
1: Yeah, just to let everyone know, we are... We felt me, at least me and Derek felt that, uh, you know, not everyone is KU football fans. And we had been kind of dragging on. It's something that me and him are both super passionate about. And we talk about almost every second of every day. And we didn't want it to start, you know, dissolving the podcast that we put out. So once a week, we are going to talk KU football. So as in this week, it's going to be a preview of. And then from here on out, it'll be a preview of the next week and a uh, recollection of the last week
0: let's get going man we got a lot to talk about we do but first i want to know what you've been up to man i hate to sound like a broken record but i've basically been working and playing a lot of golf um for our listeners. yeah I know. what the fuck i uh i recently broke a hundred in golf it's been a goal for a long time so i'm pretty happy about that
1: and see it's kind of funny because you know i played college golf and You know, I used to play 18 to 36 holes a day, six, seven days a week. And then now, you know, I got three kids and I work too. And it's like all these people that I knew that never played golf or golfing more than me. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on in my life?
0: I can honestly say it's the best game I've ever picked up and started playing. hands down. See, it's funny.
1: It's funny because, you know, we used to have the golfers used to have to ride the bus with the baseball players in high school. And, you know, they always, you know, golfers are gay, golf is gay, blah, blah, blah. And now they all go out and play golf every weekend. It's
0: like, see, golf is pretty what, fucking awesome. It's a low-impact sport, and you can play it no matter how old you are.
1: <laughs> well, I wasn't going to take that route. I was going to say that it's just a badass sport. Well, but it is. Wanna...
0: But it's also not, it's not bad on your body either, honestly. Like, like the, that's another badass point about golf. Like, it's not bad at all on any of your joints. Like, you're literally just swinging a club.
1: Well, I, as soon as I pressed record and it sent to you, I kind of got like that churn in my stomach, like I had to go poop. So I'd like sprint. And so like right now I'm pinching a loaf. Hey, that's okay. But I feel amazing. But I was like, as soon as I pressed it to, to talk to you, I'm like, all right, let's do this. And then I'm like, oh no, oh no. And I ran to the bathroom and I'm pulling a derrick where I'm taking a shit. During the show.
0: I think that was our first episode we ever released that that happened.
1: All right, man. Well, I kind of have a little bit of an agenda here. I wanted to start with, uh, let's we'll just go ahead and jump into the whole depth chart and
0: vendor story releases. Oh man. The depth charts. Um, as you know, Tanner, uh, things that, uh, in my opinion, uh, made me scratch my head cause I just didn't understand, Let's uh, let's start with the uh, tailback position because I feel like that is our strength on yes. our offense this year. Um, you know, obviously people are gonna be like, "What about Steven Sims?" Yes, Steven Sims is an All Big Twelve talent. Hell, honestly, if he was on a different team, he could be an All American. But who knows? But uh, yeah. I, Khalil Herbert, I, I'm not gonna argue with him starting, but I, I'm kind of upset by having on this death chart they have Dom Williams ahead of Puka, and I just don't think that's that's. That's necessary. I feel like when you got a talent like Puka, you gotta get that guy carries, regardless of if he's a true freshman or not, man.
1: Well, and the the biggest thing, you know, you talk about these decisions that made you scratch your head. You the depth chart doesn't look like a guy who is fighting for his job, as in David Beatty. You would think, you know, you said the you know Puka is at the or with Dom Williams, so. Like we both talked about, we feel like Puka should be getting 10 to 15 carries. And when, he, and when he's not at running back, he should be in a slot or something. Or at least a dual running back position because he's just that crazy of a talent. I mean, I'm pretty sure that he has all the Louisiana rushing records, correct?
0: He does. He has all of those records.
1: So you think if you're David Beatty where it's like, man, you know, I start out 0-3, you know, I'm done. I'm probably never going to be head coach again. So I don't know why you wouldn't put your best players out there no even regardless if they are young and inexperienced they still are athletically better than anything we have
0: you know and another thing uh, you know and this is a opinion uh some people would disagree with me that fall key football others would agree with me and i think you would too i feel like carter stanley like he's just getting kind of like put away on a shelf like he's not athletic or anything or he's not he's not mobile or like he's not a, a guy that could actually help our offense out. It, it, I don't know, man.
1: I Well, yeah, and, you know, I, you know, Carter Stanley, to me, was better than Bender. And I understand that Carter Stanley is not, he's not someone you want throwing 50 times a game, like, a you know, your traditional air raids. But let's face it, we don't have the players or the right play callers to run a traditional air raid. So, you know, Bender may have, you know, Bender may fit that system good, but we can't run that system, and he can't run some. I just, I, I don't know how he won the job personally.
0: Well, exactly. Back to the whole uh, not having the correct pieces to fit that system. If you look at our receiving core after Steven Sims, I just really look at it. Kerr Johnson Jr. is another starter. Jeremiah Booker, and then Evan Fairs. I, I just, I just go okay. Wh- what have those guys done? Like. Jeremiah Booker, I, I've watched him for four years now, and like he has literally done nothing to impress me.
1: And going back to getting your best players on the field, what about the four-star uh, Alabama wide receiver?
0: Oh, yeah, uh, Dalen Charlotte. Yeah, uh, yeah. up them. Or what about this other kid that we brought in last year? Um, you might have to correct me on his name. Takuve Williams. That's
1: better than I could probably do. He was a kid out of
0: Louisiana, though. He was part of the hashtag Louisiana animals, and uh, people were raving about him, and he's third string on the receiver depth chart, too. Yeah, I just... I, I'm i
1: just surprised that Beatty doesn't have more urgency. You know, he... It, it kind of feels like this is last year all over again, where it's been there's a starting quarterback. We have all these guys that are unproven that no one's ever heard of, and... It's an offensive line question, and yet again, it's, you know, we actually have some solid running backs. I'm curious what we can do. Well, you know what we're going to do instead? We're going to run screens, and we're going to let a Bender sit and stare down one receiver for 10 seconds every play.
0: I, I'm seeing his face right now, but I can't think of our offensive coordinator's name. you got to help me
1: out. Oh, Doug, Douglas Meacham. Meet him.
0: Yeah. If I'm Meacham, I, I feel like this is – like, you just kind of have to blow Beatty off and call your own game, honestly. I feel like Beatty, if he's going to try to micromanage him, say, screw that. We're going to run the ball.
1: Yeah, I, I feel like, uh, you know, Rob Likens has already, you know, well, Beatty admitted it, that after Likens had left, that he when when Beatty took over, he said he felt like he he micromanaged Rob Likens. And Rob Likens was really successful in California. And Very successful. It You know it it goes to show it's kind of like Beatty is a control freak because this whole time, you know, we've talked about how he switches coaches so fast. He switches playbook so fast. He switches players so fast. He, he just, it's, it's like he has no patience and he has, he doesn't know how to build something from the ground up. He, you know, it, it's like he treats it like Madden where it's like, you know what? Oh, crap. I just threw two picks with this player. I'm going to sub him out and put in this guy.
0: It's crazy. You know, like if you want to run the air raid, I respect that, but start recruiting guys that fit that system. Go get receivers that are in that same system. Go get quarterbacks, running backs that are familiar with that system. Don't go get so, these guys that can run a system that, like, a, kind of like with Charlie Weiss. If we had, like, Charlie Weiss's offense, like a pro system, I think it would work out better for us just because of our running game, honestly.
1: Yeah, and, uh, we actually had a pretty solid running game under Weiss here.
0: We really did. We,
1: we just didn't have a passing game. But I, I've i gotten, you know, I'm very outspoken about KU football on Twitter, as you know, and a lot of people know. I mean, I think I drop a hashtag fuckbaity every day now. <laughs> uh, most of the people, you know, are, I mean, I think I open a lot of people's eyes, but I have the occasional, uh, what was it, I brought up the other day about how I thought this decision was really stupid about switching the quarterbacks. And uh, I had a guy on there, that's not what he's doing, blah, blah, blah. He's never done that. And so I went back, and sure enough, when he first came here, Montel and Ryan Willis, they were changing every single possession. Yes. And then as the season went on, as the season went on, he was, Ryan Willis was a starter, and Montel was coming in for read option plays.
0: And we saw how that worked out.
1: Well, it doesn't work out. That's the problem.
0: The thing is, what what is the reason behind this not working out for a baby? Like, why hasn't he learned from previous lessons? Like, th- this experiment didn't work two years ago. Why do you expect it to work now in 2018?
1: I think he just doesn't understand football. I think... He sees, he blames, he seems to blame, you know, as I said, he changes coaches just like Garrett Riley. He was, you know, Lincoln Riley's younger brother. So Lincoln Riley, you know, he's the Oklahoma coach now. Oh my God. that You know, Garrett Riley is the same blood, the same DNA. He's going to be just as good as him. So what's he do after, you know, he came straight from East Carolina as some like video assistant guy. He comes here and he's coaching fucking quarterbacks and Things don't go well, so what's he do? He drops him down to fullbacks and tight ends, which is a position we don't have. And he's... Beatty just doesn't believe in anyone other than himself, and as we've seen now in three years, he only believes in the way he thinks. But the way he thinks has led us to 3-33. and
0: Yeah, exactly, dude. Uh, the record, it speaks for itself. Um David Beatty just needs to – you have assistants for a reason. They they're getting paid to do a job, but if you don't let them do their job, then you might as well just I don't well, know
1: Especially especially if you've you know if you've never been a head coach yourself before. You can't go walking around acting like you know what the right way is and the best way is when you've never been a head coach before and you know, in D one either. Let alone D two or N AIA he's only he's only been a head coach at high school level.
0: If anything, you think you would just learn from your assistant coaches because some of those assistant yeah. coaches have more coaching experience than he does.
1: Yep, it's a. Uh, I I'm in a pickle because I can't decide. Well, I mean, this makes me sound like a bad a bad KU fan, but part of me wants us to go zero and twelve so that way, on his resume, when he tries to apply for jobs, it shows that he was three and forty five at KU.
0: Yeah. Which, in my opinion, he makes KU look worse than they actually should be because as a Power 5 program, regardless who your coach is, you should not be that bad in a four-year period, period. I mean, there's no way. It's, that's, that should never happen.
1: I bet he has to masturbate a lot. Yeah, his
0: there's, wife's not there... having sex with him. There's no way. Yeah,
1: there's no way. There's no comes... way. Well,
0: what, would you have sex with someone that's 3 and 45? There's no
1: way that he comes home, Hi, honey. Leave me alone! Don't talk to me, you son of a
0: bitch. I bet she. How many bottles of wine do you think she drinks a week? Your ramen's in the fridge, you son of a bitch.
1: Thanks, That's honey. Cold. That's yep. cold. I couldn't. I couldn't be David Beatty. All
0: right, Same. so back to this death chart thing.
1: No, don't go back to the death chart.
0: You because... sure you don't want? You don't want to talk about anything? I mean, I talked about. Like, yeah, well, back.
1: no. There's one more thing that needs to be talked about. It, it goes to that uh, another Louisiana animal being second string.
0: Oh, I think I know where you're going with this, Tanner. Our our four star cornerback that we
1: received. I mean, I I think it's easy to admit that we probably had the worst secondary in the Big Twelve the last eight years.
0: We've had that's the worst. That's a fair statement. Yes, I agree.
1: And, and we have the best cornerback that's ever came here since Chris Harrison, Akeem Dalib and the guy is going to be second string week one.
0: Did you know that Akib Tlaib and Chris Harris both played as freshmen at KU? Yeah,
1: because they had huge-ass ceilings. They just needed to be able to play and learn how to get their ass whipped and how to fix to getting their ass whipped.
0: Not that this matters because stars – we've seen guys that are five stars been bust, and one star has been All-Americans.
1: Markel Combs.
0: Yeah, yeah, so, okay, so you got four-star Karyon Harris, who can't even start at KU now, and then you have a two-star Akib Tlaib, who becomes an All-American, like, like, David Beatty clearly has no idea, like, Karyon Harris, in my opinion, like, could have gone anywhere and been a stud. He would have been probably an all-conference pick his sophomore year, junior year, and, you know, probably top four rounds he'd get drafted as a junior or senior. That's my prediction for that kid, but he's not even going to see the field at KU, like I don't know if he's even gonna stick around. He might transfer after this year, man.
1: That's see, that's my fear with Puka and him, is that if they don't play here, they're gonna leave. And I especially I mean, especially if Beatty gets fired, which I personally believe that it's not all Beatty. People are like, Beatty's just a good recruiter. I think it's Hole, Tony Hole.
0: No, you right? don't think it's Tony Hole, you know it's Tony Hole, Tanner. Because, obviously, Beatty, we know Beatty cannot recruit. He just had connections with some coaches that know what they're doing, and he won't let them do their job.
1: I just, like, I mean, I don't want to keep beating a dead horse, but I just, how you, your life depends on probably these first three games. Your life depends on Like, taking
0: care of your family. Let's break it down like that, like. This is how you pay the bills and take care of your family. And the and way you're, you're approaching it, it's just like you want to get fired, honestly. Yeah, and well, and I think
1: I don't want to I don't think anyone's this low, but the fact that we only have two recruits for next year? Yeah, that, man. That to me is him him knowing that he's going to get fired and he's going to get 3 million regardless. So part of me feels like he's just like, "Fuck it.
0: If you fire oh. me, you don't have
1: any fucking recruits."
0: Uh, 11 of our starters, all starters on our defense, according to this depth chart, are juniors and seniors. And on our offensive depth chart, let me count this off. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. Okay, excuse me. I was in an extra position. <laughs> 12, there's, not tw- like, there's not 12 people on offense, guys. 12 by 11 offensive starters. 12, or I counted. Receivers. I counted two receivers as one. Okay, so honestly <laughs> – there's 11 starters on offense and defense that are all juniors and seniors, and that's the that's the bulk of our entire roster. If you look at our freshmen and sophomores, I don't have a 2018 roster, but there's not that many kids in that freshman and sophomore class. Yikes! Let's get to Nickel State, man. Let's just I got I got some things here that I want to talk about because I know I didn't know a lot about our opponent before, you know a couple weeks ago and, uh, I did a little research and I think obviously you've known about some of this stuff, but I think our listeners are going to be like, Oh man, KU's playing nickel state. Who are they? They're going to probably win. Not so fast. Not so fast. Okay. So 2017 last year they played Texas A&M. They were tied 14 to 14 heading into the fourth quarter and lost that game 24 to 14. Um, I think A&M last year had, like, a down year. They went 7-6, and six, but still, still, A&M's A&M. Uh, with Jimbo Fisher there, they're going to return to being, you know, a really solid team. Um, 2016, though, they lost to number nine Georgia by two points. Two points to the number nine ranked team in the nation.
1: They're no slouch.
0: It gets better. Okay, so... Uh, the FBS, FCS, they have different polls. Uh, Nickel State this year, according to stats, FCS preseason poll, they're ranked number 18. Um, they're actually out of the Southland Conference. And a little history about the Southland Conference. Uh, they've got three other teams in the top 25 for, that, for this season, um, starting with Sam Houston State at number four, Central Arkansas at number 16, McNeese State at number 17, in 2017, uh, Nichols State finished 8-4. and four. Uh, This season, they welcomed back 10 all-conference selections and 18 total starters, Tanner. So, what do you think, no, man? They,
1: they only lost four people.
0: They only lost four people. And almost half of those people that are returning are actually more than half those people that are returning are all-conference selections.
1: Well, I've said this all along,
0: and I know some other people have, but... I, I think we're losing. Oh, we're definitely gonna. We're not winning this game. This I mean... is,
1: this is, this is why I say, I think that Beatty is worse than Gill and worse than Weiss, because for the first time, and I don't know how long, this is the first time where I'm not like overly optimistic. I'm like, I could see us winning six. I could see us winning five.
0: I could see us winning four.
1: I seriously can see us winning zero.
0: This is not a walk in the park. A lot of people don't understand that if they haven't, you know, paid attention to this team. Like, clearly this team has more talent than we do, more experience than we do, and obviously better coaching than we do.
1: And, you know, realistically, this is probably the easiest non-conference slate we've had in a long time, though. Because it really last, is. The last couple years, the Ohio's and the Central Michigan's, and, you know, they've actually, like, they've actually been pretty solid. And Central Michigan, I think, lost a shitload of players, and Rutgers is at the basement of the conference they're in. They're basically like KU. And I I should be like, man, like, even if we suck, we should be 3-0. And we don't suck. We're complete dog shit. (laughs) Like, we're going to go
0: 0-3.
1: That's
0: the thing that we talked about, too, is like, Year four, we were definitely not – we were not thinking, okay, we got a new head coach. There should be no reason why we don't win these non-conference games and at least give us a a little bit of breath of uh, new life to actually go out and try to be competitive in the Big 12 Conference. But honestly, it's the complete opposite. It's like, well, shit, we're not going to win these games.
1: So what's your uh, prediction for Nickel State?
0: I think Nickel State gets 35. I think we score some points. Uh, I'm going to say – I'll say Nickel State
1: 35, KU 23. 23. All right.
0: That's that's if Bender plays a good game. That's a big if, though.
1: (laughs) Oh, if he has a good game against a DT school, we
0: can drop 23 on him? Yeah, exactly. Well,
1: I'm going to go with Nickel State 42. I'm going to say we drop 30. We drop. I'd say we're going to score 31 points. And that's because I'm. This is my prediction. I think we're going to go. It's going to be 42 31 loss. I think we're going to be down 20 something at halftime. And I think that we're going to go ahead and throw Kendricks in. And this. Or I think we're going to throw him in in the second half. He's going to say. Because I think, honestly, what he's going to do is that first half. You know how Beatty went on Jayhawk talk and said that he's going to essentially come in. He's going to play every game. Well, that basically means that, because he's a pretty good athlete, so that basically means, hey, we're going to throw him in there to do read options and run the ball with him. Pretty much, I think, Yeah. I think we're going to be down by 20 and a half and he's going to be looking to switch it up. I think he's going, finally, he's going to finally realize that, holy shit, I could probably get fired after this fucking game if we don't do something. And I think they're going to throw him in and I think it's going to kind of put a jolt in the offense, but it's not going to be enough because our defense is trash.
0: You know, that's a sad thing, too. Looking at our offense and defense, you have juniors and seniors. And usually when you see a roster full of juniors and seniors, you're like, oh, man, these guys have put in their time. It's about time they're going to be be good and show some results. But honestly, it's like I have no faith in these guys. It's just like
1: how much would you be willing to bet uh, or what would you be willing to bet
0: on the on Nickel State winning? How much would I be willing to bet? I would honestly bet $50, to be completely honest. I, I think, <laughs> uh, the thing is, people are going to be like, Derek, you're, you're an idiot. I'm like, no, I'm not, I'm, I am I feel so confident that we're just not going to be able to beat these, this team, especially after some of the research I did tonight on these guys. They don't play was... in a bad conference, and they're – I mean, they have 10 all-conference selections returning, <laughs> regardless <laughs> if they are FCS or not. I mean – Look at North Dakota State; they're FCS, and they could beat a lot of FBS teams. So yeah, I'm not taking these guys lightly at all. It's
1: funny because I was going to say something more like putting a dick pic on Twitter or something like that, but you're like, no, I'll put fucking fifty bucks down there. That's a lot of bush light. If I
0: put it, dude, it really is. Um, <laughs> thing is about the dick pic. Uh, if I did that, I'd probably lose all my followers. So I can't do that.
1: Or you would gain followers.
0: <laughs> amongst the uh, tiny penis following in the community. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
1: Well, Derek, you know, I was as excited as I was for this. I was kind of worried that I was going to get all depressed. But I feel like this was kind of a hard, I mean, we've kind of been stewing over this because, I mean, me personally, I thought there was a chance that he was going to get fired last year. All, right. all summer we've been – we've just been kind of stewing on this. But I feel like once KU plays, regardless of what happens, it's going to kind of get us back like, oh, my God, I love KU football.
0: I love KU football too. I just don't like the the state that it's in. Not because of the losing. Like, I can handle the losing. But it's just the way we've been losing these games. Uh, well, there's uh, no yeah, reason like... why we shouldn't be competitive. And in my opinion, there's no reason why we shouldn't be in the middle of the Big Twelve Conference. And I can well, it's just
1: it's just like the the FBS point differential. but was it the last? Was it last year? Like the last five years? But we were the whatever,
0: we were getting blown out like a thousand nope. points or something.
1: Yeah, it was like a thousand and five points, and the closest person was at like negative six hundred or something. So yeah. literally, we've been blown out by four hundred more points than any other team in the nation. Like, that's just – I don't – I think the worst thing that have happened, like, is Blake's fault. Like, why do we have to beat Texas?
0: That that win against Texas means nothing to me now, honestly.
1: I know it means – well, I know it means nothing, but I think that's what caused all of this. Just Beatty would have Texas, been
0: fired.
1: Beatty would have been fired if it wasn't for that game.
0: He would have been. But – I don't, yeah, who knows? Everything happens for a weird reason, but I feel like after these first three games, I think uh, I think Long's gonna pull the plug on him. I think he's gonna be fired before the before the if conference he, schedule kicks off. In my opinion, I, I think that's gonna happen, man.
1: If he if he had like twenty guys signed up to play, I think it'd be a harder choice. But when you only have two dudes verbally committed.
0: I mean, yeah you supposed- like they haven't even like they haven't been able to make it official yet either,
1: yeah but I it's, think you're right well, I don't know if we lose this d two game, do you think he gets Kane after this game
0: okay, okay, yeah, that's actually a really good point, dude um
1: i mean i think I know we, if
0: we lose to nickel state i think I think something has to be done because that's two times in four years we've lost lost to an f c s opponent, which is totally unacceptable,
1: but, but I also think that. I think Nickel State could beat Central Michigan or Rutgers as well. I, I think too. Those two teams, like Central Michigan, really is going to be really bad. They've lost a shitload of people, and Rutgers is Rutgers. But I, I think Nickel State could beat both those people. But it's also on paper, like you said, two D two two T D losses in four years. Yes. You, you can't. You you clearly can't beat D two teams, so what are you doing here?
0: Exactly. Bowen. And uh,
1: who do you think gets interim coach? Oh man, uh,
0: I'll I guess I'll just take the easy route and say Meacham. You think Meacham will? I mean, like I don't know. Bowen has served as that role before, so I'd be okay if it was Bowen. But I think you either go with Bowen or Meacham. Maybe I don't know. Tony Hall might even sneak See, into that picture. That's right who. Now.
1: Because isn't he technically assistant head coach?
0: I think so, yeah.
1: And I know, like you said, Bowen is the KU guy. He's been, you know, interim before. Shit, he was interim for a long time, wasn't he?
0: Yeah, he was.
1: And But he also didn't do shit. But at the same time, he's you know he has the most tenure out of anyone there. But, I mean, Tony Hull is a running backs coach. He won a state title in high school. He is the one who actually has, you know, hand-to-hand – Relationships with these, you know, Louisiana animals and these players, I think, are the real reason they're here is because of him, the ones that have talent. And I feel like he would let Meacham be Meacham, but he would say, Hey, fucking give Puka the ball. You know, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. No more of this fucking 20 yard screen passes and whatnot. I just, I don't know. I just, they to me is this dark cloud that we've talked about just micromanaging everything and everyone, and Tony Hole could be the secret. Okay, how about this? How about this? I feel like I'm just rambling, but this is why we have the KU Podcast. What if, Derek, what if we lose the first three games, Tony Hole becomes head coach, and say we only win, like, say we win one Big 12 game, but the rest we, like, only like Oklahoma
0: and say like Oklahoma state murder us. I think if that happens I think Tony Hol might be I think Tony Hol might be the most least expected to become a head coach but he'll be a head coach I think. If that's if that's the case honestly, I feel like it might be a good thing to take a chance on him if there's no other outside hires that would fit the job. Why not take a chance on this guy that obviously he's proven that he can pull in talent to literally the worst power 5 school in the nation if you give that guy some time to do his thing and get guys in there that he needs it on his coaching staff, who knows what could happen, man. Crazier things have taken place in the college football world. So, yeah, I don't want to, it's still really early
1: and I don't want to waste. I mean, cause Bailey's going to be fired and we're going to have a whole episode and many episodes dedicated to this, but I want to go on record right now, right now and say, I want. I mean, I know it's still early, but I want the head coach from Texas San Antonio, the Roadrunners. I think his name's, I always want to say Frank White, but it's Frank Wilson. And uh, he, I think this is his third year going to be there. I think he the first year they won like two or three games. The second year, and they're new to the D one too. Like they just got started in D one, mm-hmm. and then they went to a they went to a bowl game last year, and this year is supposed to be like his proving year. And really. This year is supposed to be his proving year, but uh, he was Les Miles, right-hand man at LSU. He was the guy that recruited Honey Badger, recruited Odell Beckham, recruited Leonard Fournette. Like, he was a guy that recruited all those kind of guys to LSU. Now, granted, LSU is going to get four and five-star guys, but, you know, he's the one that was there, and he was running backs coach as well, and assistant head coach, and you know recruiting coordinator. So, like, he was the one coaching those guys, you know, and he knows, I mean, Les Miles is a national, you know, he's a champion coach. He's, you know, he's been a really good coach. He fell off at the end, but, like, he has firsthand experience and knows how a program should be run, whereas David Beatty only really saw the head coach at Rice, and he saw Turner Gill. He saw Kevin Kevin Sumlin. Sumlin. Yeah, (laughs) and Kevin Sumlin is out. Kevin Sumlin is probably the most disappointing coach ever because, Texas A and M always had a top three class, and he couldn't do shit with them. Yeah, but what I'm saying is though is like, in a, I mean, of course, everyone's like, oh, let's get less miles, let's get this guy. I'm like, in a realistic sense, if Frank Wilson can only, I mean, of course, if he goes like you know loses like one or two games and they go to you know their top fifteen team, top twenty team, an SEC SEC team is gonna fucking snatch him up quicker and shit.
0: Yeah, absolutely, man. But uh, he only if
1: he only wins like eight games, I think there's a chance we could get him. And him and Tony Hole, I feel like would just him and Tony Hole, I think would just ravage the Southeastern recruits.
0: If you have a chance to snag up a guy that was the right hand man to Les Miles, who who was he's going to go into the Hall of Fame, man, in the college ranks. He's he's a great coach. He all, loved, said, all the things you learn from him. Yeah.
1: Well, what I've said too is like. Les Miles, he seriously has been acting, and he's just been kind of, like, commentating sports. I, I don't I don't think he really wants to be head coaching again because he's kind of enjoying not having the stress. But what if, you know, Frank – All right, so now that I've rambled on about my dreams and desires of being an athletic director at KU, I just got two more things, Derek, that I want to go over, and then we'll call it good, all right?
0: All right, let's go, man. What about
1: the got? first the uh, the second to last thing is I wanted to kinda of get your sense on uh the Jeff Wong hire.
0: I think it's uh it's a hire in the right direction. Um I thought it was cool when they went back and looked at his career. I don't know everywhere he's been, but I saw he was at Pittsburgh and uh I know for a while he hired a uh, Dave Wanstead who had a, a coaching stint in the NFL and college and I believe Dave that got Shady McCoy to come to Pittsburgh, and he had a few good years there. I thought it was also a pretty big hire when he got Brent Bielema to Arkansas, even though oh, Bielema's yeah. no longer the head coach there. I feel yeah, like – Yeah, although that
1: although didn't. At the time, though, that hire was fucking like, – it was crazy.
0: Yeah, I agree. That's why I, I feel really good about this hire as far as we have an AD that understands what it takes to get that coach to turn well, around a program.
1: The last guy was from Southern Illinois or some shit, and he claimed to be a football guy. This guy comes from an SEC. And he's been a part of some bigger programs that have actually done things and not just like – Pittsburgh you know, and Arkansas,
0: that's all I need to know, man. Like, I'm sold. Yeah.
1: He seems – you know, and he's – I mean, I know little things. He moved the Jayhawk out, you know, out in front of the stadium or whatnot so people can see it. And he's just – I don't know. I, I, he seems like a guy that is motivated, I guess I'd say. You know, Zinger had no – he he just, he just basically hid in his office, it seemed like to me, his whole time. Did it feel like that to you?
0: He never – I don't think he honestly cared. I think Zinger was honestly there to just collect a paycheck. He had Bill Self in the basketball program, so I feel like he thought that was going to hide some of his deficiencies, but – you can't hide three and thirty three. You just can't do that. And the whole Charlie well, so ma- Weiss debacle too.
1: So many ads, I feel like, are very outspoken. And I mean, because you know, with social media now, I mean, you get blamed for everything. And I feel like so many ads now are outspoken. And so far, what I've seen on this guy on Jeff Long's Twitter is he's not afraid. He's not afraid to uh, to bark at people. And I kind of like that because you know, as an athletic director you have one of the most important jobs in in uh, college sports and that's to pick a coach for the biggest revenue fielded sport. And when you have a te- team like KU that's not making any fucking money in football.
0: It's definitely not an easy job and I believe he knew that going into this situation. But I think we have to both believe that this is the this is the right hire for this program at this time. I think I was more
1: surprised that we were able to get someone with a resume. Like I was surprised we got anyone that had a resume. Honestly, maybe he feels cause... like he
0: has something to prove in his career. I don't know. Maybe it's like a personal thing.
1: Yeah, and I don't. i I honestly can't believe the Brett Belima thing didn't work out.
0: I like, thought that was an I awesome mean... hire. Like when I heard he hired him and Dave Wanstead, I'm like, okay. I I think we're we're okay now. Like, all right, Derek. Going to, he's going to figure it out. We're going to get a head coach in there, and we're going to make KU football mediocre again. I said it here first.
1: <laughs> Medi- mediocre. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and we'll wrap this up. I want to go ahead. We're going to do this every week. Of course, we already predicted the score for this week's game, but as the, as the weeks go on, I want to predict um, what we think the season ending season record is going to be. So I want you to go ahead and predict to me what you think – we're gonna, what are our, our season records going to be?
0: Well, you made a very good point about Nickel State. They could beat pro- They could probably beat Rutgers or Central Michigan, and I'm not going to argue that. But the way KU football is trending, I'm going to say that KU in the 2018 season is going to finish 0 12. Um, David Beatty will get fired. I'm going to say, <laughs> I'm just going to gut on a limb. I could be wrong. I think it's going to happen before Big 12 play starts. And I'm going to say, Interim, I I said it first, so I got to stick with it. I'm going to say our interim head coach is going to be Doug Meacham for the time being. And then I don't know what the future holds, but that's what I think is going to happen, man. I think we don't win a game this year just because there's no consistency in the coaching staff. That's the biggest problem. There's not consistency at that level. So, how can Mm -hmm. you expect your players to have a consistency on the playing field?
1: All right. Well, I'm going to go ahead and go with what I want to have happen because I think it, I think. I know we kind of – I think we just kind of talked up Jeff Long. and I'm like, you know what? I think he can make this smart choice. I think we're going to go 0-1. We're going to lose to Nichols State. He's going to say, all right, BD, you're, you, you had – all you had to do was beat the D2 team, and you couldn't even do that. So I think he's going to fire Beatty. He's going to promote Hull to the head coach, and we're going to beat Central Michigan. We're going to beat Rutgers, and we're going to go 2-10. and ten. That's my prediction right now. It's
0: honestly, I could see us beating those two teams, but I just feel like if Beatty's the head coach, like I feel like I we, have, we I, have the I, roster I, to beat those teams, but when Beatty's controlling things, there's no way.
1: That's what I'm saying. For my two and ten to happen, we have to lose to Nickel State, and Beatty has to be fired. That's I my prediction.
0: Pray, I, I pray that happens.
1: Um, I said, that's what's crazy is like if Beatty's head coach, no, we're going to go in 12, but I firmly believe that if he's can that we can we can beat Rutgers and Central Michigan? I really think if he's not inside that fucking locker room, I think we can win two games.
0: If you had to put a percentage on it, um, what would you say the chances are of Ku winning games if they hire if they fire Beatty after week one? Where are our, what would you say the percentages of winning at least one game?
1: I think a hundred percent. You think it'll ser- happen
0: regardless? Like I seriously
1: think that to- that Tony Hole and Doug Meacham, if they can be them fucking selves. They're very, they're proven. They're proven. They were both. They've both been better coaches than Beatty's ever been on his resume. And I think if they can take control of the program, they can easily beat a a terrible Central Michigan team and a terrible Rutgers team. Now, I'm not saying that we're not going to get slaughtered in Big Twelve play, but I think that those two can beat two shitty teams.
0: But the thing is, the biggest thing is if we win one of those games. I believe. Uh, I think Central Michigan is on the road. That would end our road losing streak. Yeah. Too. Yes, it
1: would, Derek. Yes, it would.
0: So I don't know, man. We've got a lot to talk about. It's going to be a long season, but I think we're on to the we, we're on the right foot on this first episode. I'm, I'm I feel a lot better. I got a lot off my chest, but I feel like there's going to be a lot more that needs to come out as this season progresses.
1: Yeah, and to the fans, uh, this I can I can already kind of sense it. It was uh, it's kind of like what's been on other episodes where. There's just so much inside our hearts and our heads where it's just kind of us spewing information. I feel like once the games get going it'll be easier to pinpoint facts and situations where we can relate to you where it's not just us spewing our hatred and our sadness. Absolutely. But not a not a bad beginning. And we will uh we're gonna start putting these out on Sunday nights, I believe, there. Yes, sir. Sunday nights and uh we have Alright, well we got like oh yeah, I say we do one on the bye week too, so we got like twelve shows left. We'll do like twelve shows. We got twelve shows
0: left, and then obviously we'll have uh we'll we'll start be putting out more Fat Boys in the Indian episodes. And then who knows? I'm sure there will be some off season KD football talk come this winter and spring, so just stick around guys. We'll have
1: like twenty episodes over the coaching care, so
0: Oh god, that'll be (laughs) that'll be a dandy.
1: All right, Derek. Well, I will talk to you later.
0: All right, Tanner.